All righty. Welcome to Romero Records Podcast. Today we have on... Chris Graham, man. I appreciate you for having me, dude. Appreciate you. Thanks, man. How's it going? Uh, pretty good. No complaints, man. Just working, you know, everyday good. life. Good, good. So, um, yeah, I had you on. I, I saw you on uh, Instagram. I think it was uh, the Smackers okay. post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, I've actually never eaten there. <laughs> you got to go check out Smackers. Uh, shout out to Jerry, man. That's my family over there at Smackers. So, whenever you get a chance, go check them out. They got a couple locations here in the city and one in South Haven, too. So Yeah, there's actually one down the road uh, going actually, out of Bartlett, going yeah, toward Cordova. Yep, yeah. yep, right I, I see it all the time. Like, man, pull up. Pull up. You won't be disappointed, I promise you. What should I get there? Um, my go-to is the Salmon Club. Salmon Club, okay. Yeah, Salmon Club. I had never had a Salmon Club before when I tried it. <laughs> it was just, I was hooked, man. It was like, it's fire, bro. Hmm, okay. Shout out to Jerry and be over there at Smackers, man. Smack. How, how long is, oh, actually, uh, pull that mic pull a closer. closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <clears throat> um, how long has Smackers been around? Uh, For shit, some years, man. Like, from what I've, what I've been told, several years, um. Man, I don't want to. I don't want to misquote, but I believe like <laughs> just, just I believe while, yeah. like 2012, if not before, somewhere, oh, okay. yeah, somewhere around them. Mm. That's when I. That's when I like. Uh, yeah, I got hold of. I'm a, I'm a big foodie, okay. so okay. I like trying different places and go to different places. I recently had this controversy about Dairy, uh, Dixie Queen. Okay, Dixie Queen. Because so I live in Cordova. Yep. And I was going to. Um, Somebody was like, man, you got to try a Dixie Queen. I'm like, all right. So there was a Dixie Queen. You had never tried a Dixie Queen before? No. I had So uh, I'm from Alabama. Okay. And I moved okay. here in 2019. Okay. So um, what happened? Oh, yeah. So I go to the Dixie Queen that was on uh, Germantown Parkway. Okay. That ain't the one. You got to go to the one exactly in, in like <laughs> White Haven. It's like a hood delicacy. Like, for real. You got to go to the one that's in the hood where yes. it's like- the writing's all uh, torn off the sign. Like you can, <laughs> you can barely read the sign. Like with the speakers all broken. That's the one that they got the fire. And yeah. you gotta, you gotta get the Kool Aid when you go. Oh, okay. That's yeah. exactly what everybody like. When I told people, everybody who told me to go to Dixie Queen, yeah. I was like, man, I went. It was okay. And they were like, where'd you go? And I was like, the one on Germantown Park. Well, they was like, nah, <laughs> that's not the one. <laughs> so you gotta go to the one where you can't read the menu, yeah, exactly. all that kind of stuff. Exactly. I was like, oh my bad. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. It's the the places around here. They're they're pretty good. Um, I as I said, I, I like going to different places. Yep, um, yep. A uh, couple uh different restaurants. Um, let's see, uh, the Cache Joint. They just uh, opened his money bags. It's pretty decent. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't been there yet. Uh, the Garden Brunch, man. If you if you're downtown, okay, and uh, you're looking for like a brunch, mm-hmm. uh, dude, go to the Garden Brunch. They're hmm. they're Man, immaculate. They got some some what is it, like raspberry lemon pancakes. Raspberry bro, lemon bro, it's pancakes. It's crazy, dude. It's crazy. Oh my god. It's crazy. And I uh also fuck with uh Brown Lee over there at uh Serve. Okay. It's right off of uh Kirby and Quince. Hmm. Yeah. They're pretty. They're they're fire too. Okay, yeah, I have to check that out. As I said, I just like going to different places around here. And yeah, the funny thing is, so you know, Memphis and barbecue. Okay. Yep. Tops, tops. I go for their burgers. The burgers, the burgers are slamming. The burgers, right, yeah, they got some good burgers. That's true. That's yeah. true. Um, I'm more of like a pulled chicken guy. Okay, you know, I like the barbecue. You know, with the chicken, so mm. it get kind of sloppy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fuck with those. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. Well, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Let's. I guess let's talk about you know what you do, um, okay. and how you started all that good stuff. So, man, so I started off as an artist. To be honest, like I oh, started okay. off doing music uh, with my cousin, rest in peace, magnificent. He the one got me started when I was like sixteen, and um, 
man, I just, you know, uh, went on various tours, you know, around the States. Um, and I, it, it was just at some point, like, I just, it, it, it took a turn for me being an artist because I just wasn't, I wasn't willing to do some of the things that, you know, the industry mm-hmm. just like wants you to do, just kind of like get in. I just, I just wasn't with any of that. So like mm-hmm. I took a step back and um, I started doing all kinds of other stuff, dude. Like I let music go for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but summer of 2020, I think it was 21, 2021, I got a call uh, from my good friend and uh, super producer, Teddy Walton. And um, he was like, hey, man, uh, what are you doing? And at that time, I was doing taxes. I was for my cousin's her tax company. Shout out Tax Nurse. Um, I was doing taxes. Tax season had just ended. And he was like, yo, what are you doing? I was like, nothing. He was like, dude, I want you to come back to L.A. Because I moved to L.A. in like 2013 uh, to just pursue music. I mm. got an audio production engineering degree out there. And um, so I got my feet wet, you know, with the city. Uh, different people out there, different artists, different producers. But Teddy Walton uh, was my brother. He called me and he was like, yo, I want you to help me with some management stuff. So mm. I was just like, okay, I had never done management in my life. Um, but he kind of just like threw me out there to the sharks. He was just like, yo, uh, talk to these people. You know what I'm saying? Say this, 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 and this. You yeah. Know? And uh, we'll go from there. No, But yeah, he just kind of like uh, introduced me to like the management side of things. And so Teddy Walton and uh, Aaron Bo, uh, that like I said, super producers, Grammy winning, Grammy nominated producers. They uh, gave me the chance to just start working with them, mm. and uh, that's how I got my my introduction to like management. And uh, from there, uh, I still work with Teddy, still work with Aaron, but I decided to come up uh, with my own company, uh, mm. the Manifested, right from the Manifested, okay. um, and. The reason why is because I I saw a lot of, I know a lot of artists, I know mm. a lot of producers who call themselves producers, call themselves artists, but they're not actually established as an artist. To be mm. established as an artist, uh, you need an IPI number, um, you need to be registered with the Performance Rights Organization, that's how you attain, obtain your IPI number, things of this nature. Um, just, you know, some of the basic things, and they just... They didn't know. So for me, I was like, man, I retained all this knowledge uh, through working with Teddy because he's independent. Um, and I, I, I saw how he was, you know, maneuvering with the the industry labels and stuff like that. And he was able to remain independent all this time, own his, all, all of his masters. And so I was like, yo, um, hey, let's, uh, let's see if I can help, you know, all these other independent artists that I know, um, mainly starting with my family, you mm-hmm. know, uh, shout out K Boogie, that's the artist that I've been working with. And um, he just inspired me to just like gather as much information and educate myself as much as I could so that I could pass that knowledge down to, mm-hmm. you know, my people. Yeah. So. so like when you, let's go back to when you were talking about, um, you know, I did kind of, that was a big spiel, my bad. No, no, you're good. Like, <laughs> um, just learning audio engineering and okay. production and stuff okay. like that. Like, how was that transition for you? Did it seem easy? Was it like, man, this is a lot and I'm overwhelmed? Well, at that point in time, I was still um, performing as an artist. Okay. Um, but I was independent. I didn't have, you know, any push, like, labels backing me or anything. I was doing everything on my own. 
Um, so for me, it was it was it was a good learning experience. It was it wasn't difficult, but I like I said, I just was focused more on being an artist. I was focused more on um, perfecting my lyricism, mm. uh, making catchy hooks, things of this nature, versus working you know on the boards, mixing mm. and mastering things like that. I had a, a engineer that was working with me, uh, okay. Mikhail Roby. He uh, he did a lot of my engineering. He was just like. My right hand, so I really didn't have to worry about much of the production side mm. of things, you know. So that now is one of my, you know, goals. It's just like now that I've done the 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 management side, now I'm doing my own business side. Now I do kind of want to get into like, you know, hands-on production engineering. But we'll yeah, see. I, I say that's where the fun is at. Like yeah. I tell people all the time, like so I do everything in music, just okay. just like how you were describing. Like I started out rapping, right. and then I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta learn how to engineer vocals yep. and stuff like that, so I can put yep. music out. Yep. Then I learn how to make beats and okay. all that kind of stuff. Okay. So I would definitely say being able to do all those things uh-huh. helps you be better at each one. So uh, if you're a good I rapper, agree. Agree. if you learn how to make beats, you will understand the process of beat making, which will help you 100%. like be more on cadence yep. and all that kind of yep. stuff. And you and, can cater your beats towards your, your legs and stuff. Exactly. Ass. Yeah. And yeah. and doing that, it helps you, it just makes you a better artist because you'll know how to flow right. with the song. Right. Your, your um your flow, your your cadence, like everything just gets smoother and better. It makes you sense. can always tell people you should make a song like it's a movie. Like you've got an intro uh, how if you want to just the the baby says he always likes to as soon as the beat starts that's when he starts rapping right so that's like a movie that's like an action movie okay. like an action movie it starts off with explosions and stuff like that if that's how you want to start your song you start your song like that right. and then you can have like you know you've got like a your bridge can just be something where like you you just slowly dragging people in and then you punch them back with the chorus so that's why I tell people like build your song like it's a movie because right. you want to capture people's attention but you don't want like you know something crazy all right. the time because yeah. then it's like when you lose stop? their attention exactly yeah. exactly yeah I so how do you feel about I guess the way music has has changed over time like you you said you started doing it was it 2012 or something like that uh i started doing music like in 06 oh okay <laughs> yeah so it was a long time ago but so then, music's changed a lot a lot then. since then yeah. yeah um geez i feel like now it's all about uh popularity mm-hmm. it's not it's not as much about skill as it was yeah back yeah. then i would say so yeah um i ain't gonna say nothing's wrong with it but it's just kind of like Waters it down to the true, you know, artists, the people mm. who like actually love music and like listen to artists for their lyricism and like. So, I mean, it is what it is. You know, you just gotta adapt. That's yeah, how I, that's how I see it. You know. Yeah, I I do think that now is the time for independent artists to shine. A hundred percent. Because you know we always say like, oh man, so and so I know is much better rapper than so and so, but right. it's like. Yeah, they don't have that notoriety right now, mm-hmm. but like the people you know can help push you by like sharing your post online and exactly. stuff like that and p- just playing your music. Like the people you know can do, can make a tremendous impact on your music career, and especially right now with like TikTok and everything. Like Dude. that can blow people up. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, I've seen a lot of artists, uh, blow. Based off like their uh, TikTok and their Instagram mm-hmm. reels, 
uh, I've been talking to several people uh, who I know in the industry, and they've been telling me like TikTok's been like signing people, signing mm. artists and stuff. So that's a whole other story. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy that that's something that I feel like I don't know in the future it's it's going to get pretty wild. Number no. one because like it's so easy to just make music nowadays. It like really people. Is. Are, People surprise me because like I was telling people this the other day on social media, like I pretty much like the ways I know to make music is uh, my recording studio. Like right. you saw the studio downstairs. Right, like right. that's how I know to make music. But like these young cats are making music where like they're doing it all on their phone. Phone. That's what I, and yeah. I'm like, how I'm do like, you do how that? How are you doing it? <laughs> that exactly. Like I was um in the car, we had a uh, a show, uh the nine one, and it was uh September first. Mm-hmm. K Boogie performed. He was like, yo, I recorded a lot of these songs on my phone. I'm like, bro, what? I'm like, how does it sound this good? We were playing it in my car. I'm like, how does it sound this good and you recorded it on your phone? Like, what app are you using? And uh, he went into detail and told me, but I was just like, wow, that's crazy. You recorded it on your phone? It's wild. Yeah. It, it, as I said, like the the gateway to get in the industry mm-hmm. is getting a lot easier yeah, and it's really getting is. bigger so that... Um, people who have little knowledge mm-hmm. are able to get in, but I think it actually makes it easier for people like you who are doing like this management and coaching style of thing. Because right. now, since more people are getting into it, you're like, oh yeah, come here, let come me on. teach you. Let yeah, me teach you exactly, something. exactly. <laughs> um, and I, I find joy in like helping people, especially when I teach them, you know, how to collect their royalties, register with this website, register on this platform, this platform, and then they get these checks in the mail or they get these deposits in their account and stuff. And they're like, bro, I got paid. I'm like, there you go. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, so. Right. It's like, this. Is, there are certain ways that you can do it. You can remain independent. You don't have to sign to a label as long as you're getting streams, as long as people are playing your music, dude, like you're entitled to, you know, royalties. You're entitled to your money. So what do you think I would say um, the biggest misconception that artists have when it comes to um, you know being with the label and then just like being independent? I think it's the money. Uh, people people want that big check. People want that big check and they want that, that glitz and the glamour behind mm. that stuff. Um, and the, the, the different, I mean, to me, remaining independent is, is just, uh, I, I, <laughs> I'm different, so I feel like it's like keeping my dignity. You mm, know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, because, like I said, there's just certain things that the labels were wanting people to do that I wasn't with. The hoops that they want you to jump through, I'm just not with it. So um, you asked, what's the the difference? Or like the biggest misconception? The like because mis- you said like money. Like yeah. a lot of people and a lot of artists don't know like. That money is usually like a loan. It's always a loan. <laughs> <laughs> like they're hardly just giving, giving you money. You, right. Unless you come to the label with, I mean, you always have leverage Like as an artist, if, especially if a label is offering you anything. You always have leverage. But you don't ever like want to come taking, like if they're just like trying to reel you in, okay, yeah, we're going to give you this much to sign. Like I'll always check out that paperwork because it's, it's a loan, like you mm. said. It's most most likely gonna be a loan. You gotta pay that back. Yeah. So, and I, I think when artists, um, when they see that kind of stuff, you know, they see their their favorite rapper uh-huh. or artist, whatever, <clears throat> doing things, they're like, oh man, like they got that instantly because they were doing this and that, and they signed right. with this label, and that's what I want to do. It's right. Like, at the end of the day, when you're with a big label, it's more or less a job. Yeah, hundred like, percent. Because it, now you have to 
put out this many albums. You got to put out, you know, this much. You got to do this, this, this. You got to work with this artist that the label tell you to work with. It's like, yeah, you're, it's a job from then on. Yeah, I think that to me, that's probably the biggest misconception. It's like people think, like, oh, sense. now I can do whatever I want. Yeah, you know, nah. it's like, no, now the work begins. Yeah, because you got to pay this million dollars that they loan you. You got to pay that back with your music. Yeah, and so you got to figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> so you were talking about how um, the the talent gap uh-huh. has has changed over right. time. Um, do you think that the labels? Uh, view that as like a numbers thing. Like, hey, how can we get these numbers compared to like who's the hottest, the, you know, who's got the best sound and stuff like that? Um, A hundred percent. That I feel like the labels look at who they can make a dollar off of, mm. you know, who's the most popular, who, you know, I mean, who's the hottest, not necessarily sound wise, but like who's got the most attention on them right yeah. now. Like most know? views on most YouTube. Views, yeah, yeah, all that. Yep. Um, but shit, the, uh, the, the views and like the, the music, like they coincide, like they go hand in hand because if you got a hot song, like all you got to do is like create some content, get some, you know, influence behind it and there you go. You you got their attention now because all these kids are doing your dance. All these kids are, you know, playing a song and adding it to their reels, you know? Yeah. And is it good for music? Yes, somehow, some way, shape, or form. Yeah. But sometimes it sucks. Sometimes it sucks because like like you're saying, it's just like anybody can get on at that point. Yeah. And should everybody get on? No. Not at all. (laughs) Not at all. Yeah. Some people, they like to me, there are so many people who are like big names in the industry Mm -hmm. that like their talent wise is not that great. And then, like, you can see it in like, so people are making a big deal out of this on, um, gosh, what's her name? I, uh, I Spice. Okay. So they were talking about how uh, her performance, uh-huh. like her her performances weren't that great when she first started out. Uh-huh. And it's because the label saw her get numbers first. And right. then they didn't really like help um, develop her as an yeah, artist. Yeah, d- develop her as an artist. Right. And I was like, yikes. Yeah. Like, And this was just something, some post I just saw on Twitter. Okay. This was not okay. like some big name person in the industry that was saying like, look at how she's performing. It was uh-huh. just a random, just a random person. person. Yeah. So if a random person can spot this out, right. like think how everybody else is looking right. at it. So right. artist development is just, it's just really not there. It's really not. And um, that's why I kind of want to like bring that back. Uh, but on my, my side of the artist development, I am just like giving them the knowledge on like how to collect their royalty. So, um, I work with, you know, uh, a few of them hand in hand, like, you know, perfecting their sound or beat selection, you know, things of this nature. Uh, but for the most part, I'm just educating you, putting you on the, the business side of the music industry. Yeah. So. And, and I think that that is something that is really needed in mm-hmm. this time because of how easy it is for people to access that knowledge. Right. But like misunderstand it. Well, and a lot of people... It, it's easy to access the knowledge, but they don't know where to go to access Correct. knowledge. A lot, a lot of the time, it's hidden right in your face, you know. Um, and then a lot of times, people are just obli- oblivious. They just like, where do I start? Yeah. You know. So I at least want to be able to provide a platform like a medium. Like here you go. There's here's one place that I know mm-hmm. that I can go that's gonna give me insight and tell me, you know, 
how to get my money. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I tell people like with like YouTube, uh-huh. like there's a thousand different YouTube accounts 100%. that can like teach you the same exact stuff. hundred percent. But the reason why you subscribe to certain people is because you just like the way they, they talk, talk to you. To you. Exactly. So there's hundreds of thousands of companies that are just like yours. Yep. But if you are really good at teaching people a certain way, then people are going to come Gravitate to you. Gravitate to the way that I teach them. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So And so that's what I did, man. First, <clears throat> we created an ebook. Um, I had t- taken a course, you know, to uh, help me understand royalty collection. Mm-hmm. And then I created an ebook. And from the ebook, I was like, man, this is just, it's, it, it's good, but it's not enough. I feel like I feel like I could take it a step further. And with that, I created the online course. Mm. And so the online course is uh, 13 modules of me going from, you know, the basics, how to create an, how to obtain an IPI number to crowdfunding. Mm. You know, so it's just a variety of, you know, different topics that we discuss and just, you know, basically just spilling the beans on become or remain an independent or becoming an independent artist. Okay. Um, so do you have a preference of like uh ASCAP and BMI and CSAC and like do you have a um I teach I teach people to obtain both. Okay. Um but uh you can't you can't have both under yeah your yeah. same your social. So create a BMI under your social, um then if you have an LLC or if you have a family member, or a child, a brother, sister, mother, create the ASCAP in their name, you know, mm-hmm. and then release all of the songs and all that under under that uh, IPI number. That's so, smart. Yeah, that way, that way, if you're working with an artist who has BMI, cool. If you're working with an artist who has ASCAP, cool. You don't have to worry about you know interchanging the the PROs. Yeah, I was talking about that. With somebody recently, because uh-huh. uh, I use BMI for Damage Media Group. That's what we okay. always use. Okay. And uh, this particular artist uses ASCAP. ASCAP. And we were talking about, like, uh, we were using, a, you heard of Song View? I haven't like, heard of Song View. So Song View is really cool. Okay. So Song View is a website where they, like, ASCAP and BMI basically decided, like, okay, let's combine our repertoire okay. so that everybody can see every song ever made. Okay. So if you go on songview.com, uh, you basically you know get what? this. I think I did hear about you know this just about? recently. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So if you go on there, you basically pick either BMI or ASCAP okay. repertoire. Okay. And then if you click that, it will pull up like all the songs ever registered on there. Oh, wow. So that if <clears> like if you look up anybody's like um, performer name mm-hmm. and then uh, the title of a song, it will tell you all the credit. It will say all the writers. Wow. All the um, – the the publishers like everything okay and it breaks it down by percentage and then you can see like um you know who owns what percent like ASCAP BMI okay and I was like this is fantastic right, right. <laughs> like thank God y'all finally right. did this That's dope. because it's it's awesome because like if you never knew like you know there's a lot of people like uh, I think the most famous is probably like Gilly the Kid uh-huh. talking about how he wrote all Lil Wayne's yep, stuff yep, like that yep. so um. If you ever wanted to look him up, you know, you can look his name up and then you can see like the songs he's written. Nah. And I'm like, this is That's fantastic. What you need. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's dope. That's but dope. yeah, I mean, it, it's, it separates, you know, it shows you the ASCAP and BMI and then. That's how we found out the struggle uh, of combining the, the two. two. I was okay. like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, this is difficult. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So that's why I teach people, you know, um, 
Register with both. You know, it's a way to do you yeah. know, more than one way to skin a cat, as my dad would say. Yeah. Some country saying. <laughs> <laughs> so with your you're basically doing like admin work pretty yeah, much. Yeah, hundred percent. That's what I call it. Yeah, administration. Yeah, yeah. That's that's really neat that you've decided to uh, niche niche mm-hmm. down into that. Right. Because a lot of people, um, I would say, they need to know the difference between what these different organizations can do for you. Exactly. Yeah. Like exactly. they might think a record label is like, oh, I have to go to a record label to get that kind of service. Right. But you are providing the service without like, no, I'm not your, you know, I'm not your manager. I'm not, not all this. Not any of stuff. that. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I just offer a service, you know, um, to anybody who wants to learn, you know, and that's, that's exactly what I've done. I just narrowed it down and that's what I do. When you are helping people mm-hmm. do this stuff, uh, does it seem like it's easy to uh, for them to catch on and and yeah. develop like that? Yeah, because I literally, man, I broke it like in my in my course, I literally broke it down to like the layman's turn, like mm. just all the way down to the basics, mm. like. If it's easy for anybody to understand, I'm teaching my uh, nephew. Uh, he's a, a senior in high school. Okay, he'll be 18 next next year. He'll be 18, and so I've just been kind of like you know feeding him a little bit of knowledge here mm-hmm. and there. Um, just so, like I said, it's, if he can understand it, I'm pretty sure somebody who's you know my age or you know a little bit younger could understand it. Also, that's a that's a good point to bring up the age wise. Like uh-huh. who, what kind of age? Because like. I've I've known people who want to start music and they're like in their forties and fifties. Yeah. Like, do you seem to be working with just uh, much younger people or, or what? Yeah. I, oh damn, my bad. This no, you're kidding. This is my homegirl. She's outside. Oh, oh okay. We, uh, we can yeah. go grab her. You want to grab her? Okay. Quick? We're gonna take a break right quick. Yeah, grab somebody cool. and come back. <laughs> All right. Cool. All right. We're back. Um, so yeah, I I think it's really cool that. The music industry does change a lot, um, and that we have like these different age groups. Um, as freaking, I was thinking about like Justin Bieber and like how everybody kind of critiqued him. Not even kind of critiqued him. Everybody was really hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was like thirteen or something. Yeah, like he was that. wrong. He was real young. He was real young. And it's like, okay, if he was doing all this crazy stuff. Think about what you would do if you were that famous and making that much money when you At were that, that age. age. Like, yeah, ain't no telling. I was doing some crazy stuff and I didn't have that much money. <laughs> so I can only imagine. Exactly, exactly. So, like, you know, you're helping out you know, 17, 18 year old kids, you know, doing right. music or whatever. And you're, you're helping them find out these ways to finance themselves doing music. 100%. That, that's irreplaceable in, in any other, like, I, I beg anybody to try and find any other uh, career where, like, they can sit at home and do something. You know, anybody can buy, like, a little Focusrite interface right, right. and have a computer or <clears throat> right. even, like, we were talking about on your phone. Yep. Make, make whole music and make money off of it. And just by knowing these simple things that you're, that you're teaching people is simple stuff. Yeah, it's simple stuff. But like you said, it's kind of like it's prices just because, you know— a lot of people don't have anybody in their corner, you know, to teach me. So, yeah. Even if you want to just learn it on your own, if you're finding, if it's hard to find, you know, I don't know, 
YouTube videos. If it's hard to find anything, just visit the manifest it. We got it all there. Yeah, I promise you. <laughs> do, do you um do you actually control like everything on the site as far as like the content or everything, or do you have like a whole team? Like yeah, I know? got a team. Chrissy's part of the team, and my boy Melvin. Shout out to Melvin. He's at, over in uh, Cologne, Germany, right now. Oh okay. Um, and yeah, we do everything. We're hands on with everything, man. So we control the content. Um, we have an array of services that we offer as well. Um, man, talking about like independent film distribution, um, website, we build landing pages, um, through the whole nine distribution, teach you how to, you know, create your own distribution company. Um, like I said, we do a lot, bro. <laughs> we do a That's lot. That's dope. Yeah. Uh, do you help with like sync licensing and stuff? A hundred percent. Awesome. Yeah, sync licensing. Well, I, I don't actually like pitch your music to yeah, the yeah, same yeah. specific agencies but, but I, teach, I teach you how to understand it 100 that's yeah. awesome yeah, yeah. A, a lot of people i think that's another thing that artists forget you know right. how they, they can make they music make about. money off their music yeah by syncing you're yeah. syncing stuff to video games commercials uh movies all that yeah that's that's a that's a lot of chunk of change that i think artists ignore because mm-hmm. They idolize the streams, the numbers, right. and stuff like that. Right. So, and it's just it's just um, a part of the, the the music industry that people don't often uh, look towards. You know, mm. they they forget about it, or they forget that it exists until they're presented with this opportunity to be in two K or <laughs> yeah, to be yeah. you know Grand Theft Auto, and then they're like, oh wait, hold up, this person <laughs> making this bag on video games. Let me focus on you know creating this music for this game. Yeah. Yeah. And and a lot of that music is it might be like completely different from what like so if you get a song on one of those things it might mm-hmm. be completely different from what that artist usually does. does 100%. And then you're like, man, like that but that's the song that blew up and right. it's not even like one of the more popular songs that that person like might have put out or something right. like that. Um man, just speaking of sync licenses, uh, my boy Teddy, he did something crazy uh with uh Have you seen the movie They Clone Tyrone? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So Project Pat has a a, a a song in that movie, and um, Teddy he did the sync on that. He actually oh produced, nice. Yeah, he did the the beat for Ted, or for Project Pat, and um, Netflix reached out. Shout out Joel Taylor, uh, Netflix, and uh, my boy Philippe. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they reached out to Teddy, and um, he was able to do that that deal. So did he reach out first, or they heard the song and then wanted it? Um, in there? Well, I, honestly, I'm not sure if they. I think um, uh, the guy Philippe, the homie Philippe, I think he had heard uh, uh, Teddy's project. Um, he had heard one of the songs or a few of the songs of Teddy's project, mm-hmm. and then he actually had good ties with Joel, who actually is the director of oh, They Clone Tyrone. Okay. And then Philippe connected Joel and Teddy mm. and then it just went from there. That's awesome. Yeah. Like that I tell people all the time, maybe not what you know, but who you know. And who you know. hundred <laughs> percent. It's always about who you know. I feel like who you know is eh, some a little more important than what you know because <laughs> I mean it, it depending on at the time you know like that you need it because I mean you can always gain that knowledge you know yeah, but if yeah. you got somebody who can walk you into these rooms like shit do get it you got to get yeah. it how you live until you know you're able to take that time and you know 
Yeah, and but and like you, you have to have those like uh, what they call soft skills. You know, 100%, being able to talk to people. One hundred percent. Yeah, the soft yeah. skills are definitely necessary. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, they might fail at that because they uh, they don't know how to read a room, right? Yep, so they get true. in a room and they don't that's know true. how to like. All right, don't don't freak out if you see so and so, or right. don't you know, don't talk to somebody and say this. You know, they're right. sensitive about <clears throat> that. So right. it's like, <laughs> yo, chill out. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, reading the room is very very important. So. Um, so what they cloned Tyrone, uh-huh. there was a lot of stuff in there about Memphis. Yeah. That was, that was pretty interesting. To yeah. Say. Cause I, if I'm not mistaken, I think the director is from Arkansas. Mm, okay. It's either Arkansas or Alabama. Sorry if I'm, if I get that wrong. Um, but yeah, they, it was a lot of reference to Memphis. If, you, if they were traveling from Somewhere on their way to Memphis. Yeah, they were the talking whole, about going to Memphis. The whole the whole thing was about them yeah. making it to Memphis. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, I don't know what this is about because, I mean, they had like the whole the whole chicken thing right, and, right, and right. being brainwashed, <laughs> and I was like, what is that to do? <laughs> I mean, because I guess they were trying to spread a, a deeper message, saying that like like. You know, they've been taking our, our sauce, you yeah. know, for years. They've been experimenting on us for years, mm. giving us, you know, bad food, bad hair products, liquor, you know, alcohol, and then, you know, turn around and then use our likeness yeah, yeah, yeah. and make money off of it, yeah, yeah. you know? So that's essentially, that's the message that I got from it, that like, you know, they're, they're grooming people to be a certain way everywhere. Mm. You yeah, know? I mean, culture is is taken right. all the time from right. from people, and it's like, all right, yeah, we get it, right, right, we get it. We <laughs> yeah, get yeah, it. you see it in like that movie, and you're just like, oh, I thought it was a great movie. Like yeah, the I concept of it, it, it and everything was Bro, phenomenal. Jamie Fox was hilarious. Yes, uh, John yeah. Bodega, he's a, uh, a phenomenal actor. Um, yeah, that was a great movie. Yeah, and and I think that when you have uh, when you I have think a movie, I said his name right. My bad. <laughs> my bad. When you have movies that um, they basically use like music really well, uh-huh. I think uh, God, what's the name of that show? Um, it was just on HBO, but now it's on Netflix. I can't think of the name of, it, but like it's the chick is the the main character, okay. and um, she you're just like going through all her like relationships. Mm. Dang, I can't think of the name of that movie. Insecure. <laughs> Somebody offset. They're not on camera right now. They helped with that. What's your, name? What's your name? Chrissy. Chrissy. All right. She helped with that. But uh, yes, insecure. insecure. I've never seen Insecure. Oh, my God. <laughs> it is so it was only on Netflix at first. Okay. And then uh, now it's on. I mean, I'm it sorry. On it was only on HBO. Now it's on Netflix. Uh, Max. But now it's on Netflix. Okay. And um, yeah, like the music that they used in that was amazing. Okay. And But it's like, you know, she's a black chick and she's probably maybe in like her 30s or so. So like a lot of urban like hip hop stuff mm. throughout the whole thing. And like she's she's taking you through like a bunch of different relationships he's had with like dating and everything. And like I think a lot of the stuff they use like artists that I, I never even heard of because I'm like listening to these voices and the music. I'm like, man, I don't know who this is, but right. I want to know. Right. So yeah, that that kind of stuff, like we were talking about with the sync license, like that can change somebody's it's life. A hundred percent. Yeah. Putting their music in somebody's film or, you know, movie because like you said, it's introducing their stuff to a, a wider audience. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> to to be able to do that and to 
I guess, captivate an audience mm-hmm. by um, capturing like your uh, your culture into a an entire movie. That's why I tell artists to to make your music like a movie, right. is because that's what you want to do. Like you want to create this atmosphere for people to be engaged and like, man, like you just took me through an experience. Right. Honestly, that's that's one reason why I'm such a fan of Teddy Watson because I'm not sure if you've heard of him, but he's produced, uh, man, some crazy tracks. And uh, this guy's project, dude, I wish he would just hurry up and release it. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it's, man, so emotional. Like mm. when you hear, like the the sounds that he did, he used the different sounds in his beats, it's just, it's, it's, it's an emotional roller coaster, man. He calls it, um, what does he call it? He got a, a, a specific term, but I can't think of it. But it's like uh like cinematic music or mm. something like that. But like it's it's like you can actually when you listen to it, you can just close your eyes, you can like envision stuff, like a, a whole scene or a scenery is crazy. But yeah. like yeah, that's the reason why I'm such a fan of Teddy, because he got some some dope sounds the way the way he makes it just like visual. It's like a, it's a visual sound or yeah. Audio, visual, something. And that's like people like Kendrick. Yep. They do a really good job of he that. He actually produced Love. Oh, okay. Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, like Kendrick, his, I was just listening through um, To Pimp a Butterfly today. Okay. And like the way he's taking you through that is such a uh, visionary, as you said, that cinema type music yep. Yep. where like you're trying to picture what's going on right. instead of just I'm just listening Listen to, some to music. Some, right. You want to picture what's going on and that's 100%. that's something that you can take people through an experience with and they'll they'll hit play on song 1 and just let, let it let it ride through. the yeah. whole album. Yep. Yeah. That's true. If that's that's irreplaceable as an artist uh because you want people to listen to your whole albums. You don't want 100%. to have like two songs on Placement there and then holders, you know. Yeah, yep. Fillers. Yeah. <laughs> Fillers are a killer. They That's are why kill- I tell. They be killing. They be killing stuff, bro. They'll they'll kill your your uh your album, especially if you got you know uh, a, a good buzz going, and mm-hmm. then you put a, a project out full of fillers. Yeah, that can hurt you. Yeah. Do you think that? So you know, if somebody's creating an album um, and they end up trying to rush it like do you think that that is something that they can get away with if if like the songs are capturing um like a certain i would say like a certain vibe right so we have some people who um have like music where it's like short Uh you know let's say like a, a 12 song album or something like that and then they're able to just like you know have a vibe to it so you might have like just party music or i always think of like travis porter like party music like that was them (laughs) travis porter it was awesome so it they if they had put out like six six songs album like i'm hitting play and just and like just going through that so i don't know what do you feel about like just people who uh just have like certain types of music and like everything just and just goes like that uh, uh as far as like uh like he, he so i'm i'm kind of trying to like 
gather bring it all back around. Um, so you're you're mentioning like Travis Porter, how they had like the party music. Yeah. So how do I feel about like people in their own having their own? Yeah, sound? They've, they've got like their own lane, and they're just like, oh man, I can just you know I can put out this type of stuff because like with Kendrick, when I was mm-hmm. listening to that, he had, it was like mainly funk in that to okay. to pimp a butterfly. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But like. He's rapping though, you know. Uh-huh. He's going hard. It's not like uh, the Anderson Pack and right. Bruno Mars. That's fun, fun but right. like it's Kendrick. You know, he's, he's going hard right. with the bars and everything. He's going hard. So like with a Travis Porter type joint, or even the Migos, like Migos. when they have their type stuff, like you know they're doing trap music, but like that party music, they could have put that together in five days or five months or five years, and I wouldn't I wouldn't know the difference. Right. You know what I mean? Because okay. okay. you can kind of tell with like high production. Right, right, that, right, like, right. That probably right, took okay. a while for, okay. to be put together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Um, I I actually um I like when artists take their time and put out you know take their time and that music put put time and effort into it because like you said it shows it comes out in it like you can tell when somebody rushed something mm. and you can tell when somebody you know took their time so me I'm more I'm a fan of you know like. The artistry, because I used to be an artist, yeah. you know, so it always goes back to, I don't say what I would have done, but it, it it just takes me to a point where it's just like, I relate to them as an artist, you know, so I would always take my time. I never, I would never rush anything, you know, it's always, it's always time, man. Mm. Take your time, bro. Do you, uh, so like for beat selection and stuff uh-huh. like that, when you, when you making music, like what, what kind of stuff do you like to use? Uh man, as far as beat selection, I like a lot of melodic stuff. Mm. Uh, melodic, melodic. I like samples, uh, heavy eight hundred eight. Yeah, man, just like anything chill, you know. Mm. Like I like, I like the the, the chill, the ride music, yeah, or just bro. you know, just yeah. vibe and chilling yep. stuff like that. Yep. Like I call it, um, kind of like just like. House music, not oh. like I know house music is actually like a real genre, but like uh-huh. I think it was like if I'm just sitting in my house and I just want to play some music, music. Yeah, 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 just chill, yeah. I'm yeah. on that vibe too, yeah. But you know, it's a, it's a time and a place for the turn up now. Mm-hmm. Like you can't leave the turn up music out. <laughs> so you mentioned samples, and I think samples are kind of getting out of hand nowadays. Yeah, well, because a hundred percent because it's like there's no originality. Like yes. every time you you like turn on the radio, you you hear like a remake from the '90s. Um, now my thing is like, I don't mind using a sample in a beat, mm. you know, uh, seven seconds, eight seconds, like maybe like 15 seconds yeah. of a sample, but these people are like remaking songs like word for word. And it's just like, all right, bro, like, yeah. where's the originality? Yeah. You know? so yeah. I mean, that's I heard kind of tiring. <laughs> yeah. I heard, um, gosh, what's that dude's name? Um, murder beats. Murder like he was talking about working on a song, and then like when he was talking about working with the artist, he was like, um, "All right, yeah, what what song are we sampling?" And I was like, "That's how you started off <laughs> with what are right, we sampling? So what are we sampling?" I was like, "That's crazy." I mean, but you got to think some artists uh, they prefer to work off samples. It makes it a lot easier. It makes it a lot easier for the producer as well. Yeah, like the you, atmosphere and the vibes already set. set exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So yeah, that's a, that's an interesting thought. I actually never thought about that. Yeah, it makes it easier, and like you said, it sets the vibe. It allows the artist to you know add their creativity to something that's already you know been put out. Just add a different flavor to it. Um, 
but at the same time, you know, I feel like they could like chill out on you know the actual <laughs> remakes of everything. Yeah, you know, if you're gonna use a, a sample, if you're gonna remake a song, don't make it verbatim. Yeah, as the uh, the previous artist. I would like to see people do more stuff like um, probably like early two thousands. Yeah, um, and do collaborations. I'm mainly thinking of people like Nelly. Nelly, like okay. I haven't heard anybody, you know, sampling Nelly or something. But Nelly had hits. He, <laughs> he had, had his, hits. He had hits. But you got to think it. To us, they hits. <laughs> to the folks coming up right yeah, now, yeah. they like, bro, who? Like, <laughs> and but I respect Nelly to the fullest. I yeah. came up off Nelly, like yeah. for real, like that country grandma album. Oh, bro, what? Come on, man! Like Nelly was fit back yes. then. Um, he had some hits, like you said. He's a phenomenal artist, but. To the younger generation, they just not hearing it. Yeah. You know? um, I was talking to a guy and he was like, I was talking about like, man, Lil Wayne was killing it with yeah, the droughts. Yeah. And like his mixtape era. I was like, yeah, I've never listened to his mixtapes. And I was man. like, oh. Come on, man. That's the best Lil Wayne right there. That's prime Wheezy. Yes. That's yes. Prime Lil Wayne right there. And I, if if people, you know, they continue to do the samples, it, it is bringing uh, to life, you know, all the older music. But mm-hmm. like- um, I think doing those kind of like collaborations, mm-hmm. like how Tory Lanez did that with uh, T Pain. Okay, and um, I think oh no, I, he might have did it with T Pain, but it was Chris Brown. He did one with Chris Brown. Oh yeah. Where, yeah. Um, shoot, what song was that? I don't really even remember what song that was called. But I can tell you, they they sampled one of Chris's songs, and then Chris is on the song. Okay, and then I think that he did the sense. same thing with T Pain. Okay, that so like sense. that was pretty cool because you're like letting the artist who was on this sample right actually get a piece of it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And, and they're like adding to it because maybe they had more to say. Right, you know what I mean. Right. So that yeah, that paying that homage cool. too. You know exactly. Yeah, actually using a song. I respect this stuff. Yeah, and and doing that. You know, you're helping that because Tori was hot right. at the time. So it's like, oh, you're allowing yourself, you're giving your platform to, to the person, the, as you said, yeah. paying homage to them. So that way, the people who don't know, like as we we're talking about, let's let's say somebody did something with Nelly, right? Right. So people be like, oh, who's Nelly? Like all the younger people, are like I don't know who Nelly is. So they're gonna go back and listen to Nelly's old music. I'm like, dang, Damn, right? I could so. think of uh, that that that. That time when G Herbo did that Who Run It by 3-6, that brought a whole new wave of 3-6 samples into the game. And then you started hearing the Cardi B samples, then you started hearing everybody else like, man, Juicy J and DJ Paul, man, they got a lot of music that is being sampled. Yes. A lot of music. They're making a killing on samples. A killing, for real. (laughs) What's the the song with uh, G-Eazy and ASAP and Cardi? They sampled- Um, um, Thing was slob on my knob. Yep, yep. But yeah, like that one. And then Cardi, she sampled the chicken head joint. Mm. So yeah, they getting bread, bro. Yeah, for sure. And like what you're doing, if people don't have that set up, you know they right. <laughs> they, they missing out. You yeah. know they losing their money. You know, so it's it's important to make sure you got all your stuff registered too. Yeah, having your your publishing and all that kind of stuff yep. like that. Yep. That will set you up for the future like yeah. tremendously. Mm-hmm. So we teach people how to obtain uh, their own publishing companies, mm. uh, publishing companies, distribution companies, literally the whole nine. Like I can set you up. <laughs> what's what's probably like your favorite part about? Um, I guess helping people discover uh, stuff about their music uh, business aspect of it. 
like I said, when um when they when they hit me up and they're like, yo, I got that money, like I got paid, and then they, you know, uh, reinvest that money in, into you know video shoots or mm-hmm. studio time, whatever. Just being just being able to see the artists like take control of their career and like like fund their own career yeah. through their own work, like that's priceless to me. I love to see that. I love to see that. Yeah, because I mean, as an artist, like you're looking for new ways to accrue money and, and exactly. get new revenue. Exactly. So, as you said, like use that money to yep. do that video you never did exactly. and stuff like that. So, yeah, that helps out a lot. Yep. Yep. That's my favorite part, man. Just being able to see them like succeed and just as long as they learn something from mm-hmm. me, like whether it be how to copyright your music, whether it be, you know, how to get a sync deal, whether it be anything. Like, as long as I can teach somebody something that they did not know, that's my favorite part, bro. I just, I get I get a kick out of that. Yeah. Uh, do you do you have, like, um, I guess, a, an artist that has, you, you took them from basically they weren't doing well at all to, like, now they're, like, super successful? Uh, as far well, I haven't really worked hands on with many artists. So mm-hmm. I'm working right now with K Boogie. This mm-hmm. is my first artist that okay. I got hands on with. I've usually just dealt with producers. Um, and when, like I said, when I when I first got introduced to like the management, mm-hmm. uh, it was with Teddy and Aaron, and they were okay. already, you know, making yeah. heavy moves in the industry. So I I was lucky to like get put into that situation to where I didn't have to like really come from the ground up. It was just like a little boost, mm-hmm. you know, not what you know. Yeah. You know, um, so for right now, um, K Boogie, that's who, that's who I'm with. I'm teaching him the ropes, teaching him everything that I know. And yes, I've definitely seen um, him <laughs> go from having a little bit of bread to, you know, a, a few more hundred bucks in his yeah, account, yeah. you know. Um, and so uh, I've watched his his artistry go grow, like just watching him perform. You know, uh, from when he was doing shows back in college to you know now he did the nine hundred one show. He performed uh, like last week, I believe, at the um, the, at the award show. They had this award show here mm-hmm. in Memphis. He performed over there. And so um, yeah, just watching him grow, watching him you know attain more knowledge is that's where. That's where it's at right now. That's awesome. Yep. Um, we can, we can go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, do That's you go ahead and uh, give everybody like your info of okay. like you know all the stuff that you do, websites or anything, okay. links and um, give out. All right, so um, you can always find me. My Instagram is uh, Chris Graham nine hundred one. We also have uh, the manifested as an Instagram page. That's where you can go and learn more about what we do as a company. Um, our website is open, the-manifested-ent.com. You can go there. You can purchase the website. I said the website. You can purchase the ebook. You can purchase the <laughs> buy his website. You can buy my website. You can, <laughs> hey, you can buy a website. Like I said, we, we create landing pages. We do independent film distribution. Uh, we do a lot. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, the-manifested-ent.com, uh, Chris Graham 901, and The Manifested on Instagram. Awesome. Uh, thank you so much for coming out. Nah, thank you, brother. I appreciate you for having me, man. Let's no doubt. Uh, do this again sometime. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Well, all right. Uh, thanks for everybody for tuning in. See you next time.